VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. And welcome to Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. This is a specially pre-recorded program for you, so you won't be calling in, but we have a great show for you. Today we're talking about dragons, and actually dragons is in terms of children's stories and good dragons and what they can do for us and what does the symbol mean. My guest today is Grace Chang. She's the author of Jin Jin the Dragon. She is a former professional illusionist, magician, ventriloquist, actress, stage and screen in both China and the U.S. in the Joy Luck Club film. And she has illustrated this beautiful children's book, which is really beautiful. And again, it's called Jin Jin the Dragon. She's from a family of famous Chinese entertainers. And what we're really going to talk about today is the message behind this book and also life in China. Welcome, Grace. Thank you, Patricia. Tell us about, I mean, the book is illustrated beautifully. Tell us about the message. Now, this dragon is a good dragon, spreading good things. Mm-hmm. Talk about why you chose the dragon. Okay, because when I grew up in, uh, in, the, in China, in, in, in the east uh, of this world, we have all dragons, which is very different than the dragon in the west. Ah. The dragon in the West, you have a dinosaur-shaped monster, right? Yes, uh, more like a monster, right. Right, monster breathes fire-breathing. Uh, yes. Right? You always use dragon to scare children, always related to St. George slaying the dragon. So that's a classic story. Mm-hmm. But people in the West, children and everyone from China or from the East are... Treat, have, they have their own cho- uh, dragon. They, the dragon in, in the, over there brings good luck to you. Mm. It's, uh, uh, dragons are symbols of prosperity, uh, prosperity, protection, yeah. and uh, and good luck. Mm-hmm. And in in this book, which is illustrated, just it's beautiful. And you did the illustrations. Oh, I did the writing. My brother, this is a project of siblings' project. Isn't it? A sibling yeah, project, and he did the illustrations. Well, in the book, the dragon is really friendly with all the animals and takes care of, looks out for all the animals. <laughs> it's a, he's a friendly, uh, very friendly, uh, loving uh, creature. Um, he was hatched from a thousand-year-old egg, Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what kind of creature he is. Mm-hmm. And that becomes his quest. So, what would you say is the message of this book to the child? The message? What do you want the child to get? Okay. What lesson from reading this? I have, built, through this uh, charming story of this little creature, I built in mass Chinese philosophies and many layers of message to give out. First of all, through this uh, little uh, creature 
and we can see children as well as adults that everyone is special in your own way. Mm-hmm. And you can be similar with this person or similar with that person, but at the end, you are your own. That's one message you can see from the book. The other one is um, life journey is like this little dragon's journey. That only by if you want to do something, you you, you want to find out if you can do it or not. The only way to do it to find out is go ahead and doing it. Mm-hmm. By doing it, you will be surprised how much you can do. Mm-hmm. So just like this little dragon, he won't rest until he keep going in this deep ancient forest to find out what kind of creature he is. Mm-hmm. At the end, he have a surprise to himself. What but, inspired you to write this story? Your own uh, children, nieces and nephews, children that you know. What inspired you? Um, well, the um, uh, this Ginger the Dragon started as a bedtime story, and I made up for my son. And uh, he really liked it, and I, you know, thought if he liked it, then he, some some other children would like it. And I think mainly the 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 dragon story is almost like a mirror of myself. And then when I was in China, I was a star illusionist and a ringmaster of this big circus. And my father was famous, so we have our own identity. So we, when I left. When I came to this country, I lost all that identity, and I have to swim in this new culture, and I have to find out what I can do, what what is what's my value in this new culture. Mm. And uh, in, in one point, I felt like um, I wasn't, I have no value anymore. I was like, uh, I struggle with the language, and I don't know the the culture, and I try to dye my hair different color, you know, Grace Chang, the, the red hair, her hair, the blonde hair, you know, and we go, one time I even uh, had a really dark tan, the Grace Chang, the black hair, Chinese girl, you know, mm. after a while, my, my, my father told me, why do you have to be somebody else? Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. Grace, how did you get through that? That's tough. You know, when you come to a new country and you've had so much in the old country and now you come to a new country and and as he said, it's like you're, you feel like almost invisible because you aren't visible the way you were there. How did you get through that and still feel good about yourself? It's famous. It's it's a creature, Jinjin. That's my one, my one of I think reason unconsciously or consciously to do that is I kept swimming in this culture and trying to find my value and I helped you know I went to college I graduated and I helped the orphans from China to be adopted by American families mm-hmm. and I brought back over two thousand children mm-hmm. through the, this program I. I was part of the founder of those agents, two agencies. Mm-hmm. And then I found some value because families love me. And then I said, hmm, I could do that. And then I was in a different uh, show business. I was in, you know, I, part of it. I wasn't really, um, I didn't really want to continue to be on the show business, but I proved I can do show, be show business in this country. Mm-hmm. And I did the Magic on being a headliner on the cruise ships, you know, like a QE2. I was in some movies. Um, 
So then I continued to look for my own value, and I said, hmm, I want to write. Because when I was young, I sat by my father as a little girl and saw him writing his own script, and he has a writing team. They write, rewrite, and they write. He wants, like, a perfect script for his show. So I guess deep in me, I, I, had, I was a writer in me somewhere. So, always so the writing life. really your own life. So yeah. the dragon is a metaphor or a symbol of really what you were going through. You were kind of swimming to find your way. Yeah. <laughs> but you kept as the dragon, you know, the dragon here takes care of the other animals, these beautiful animals in these pictures, mm-hmm. and spreads water on them and saves them. And in a way, you did that with the children when you brought children from China here. Right, and the same as uh, I, I think because I have this family tradition, and I, when I grow up, I, I, now I think about it, and even my friend said, Grace, you have so much, you marinate, you are marinated with so many flavors, mm. which people don't see in this country. You mm-hmm. must, you must sh- share your experience. So finally, after I understand the culture in America, now I understand American Chinese culture, and I look at the Chinese culture in American as American eye. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm writing this as overseas, as American Chinese now. So Chinese Chinese, they wouldn't write in what I'm writing. Yes. So being bicultural and bilingual, it makes me very unique. So I'm... You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah, to I, I do, and here's my question, Grace. What do you think it is, as a yeah. Chinese woman, that you have brought to this country, mm-hmm. that maybe you have, you have left your mark in some way? What is it that you think you've brought and you've given? That's what I'm trying to do. This book is a perfect example. Uh, of course, I have brought a lot of children from China. America, from China to America to be adopted. I think now finding this new career of writing for children is, is like I'm carrying on my family tradition, yes. entertainment, and mm-hmm. the, the philosophy of Asian culture. And what and about, I was going to ask, and what about yeah. the philosophy? What are some qualities you think you've brought over? Could it be patience? Could it be creativity? I mean, what are some of the things from your culture that you think you've brought here? Oh, my culture, like, uh, for example, the, there are other, uh, you know, people would understand, let's say children or adults would see a little bit of flavors of uh, Chinese culture. They'll see, oh, dragon dance during the Chinese New Year. They'll see dragon everywhere in, 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 in you know, in a clothing, on the, they visit China, they see it on the roof, and they see everywhere. They don't really understand why people are so crazy about dragons. And then after they read the book, they never see the dragon the same way ever again. Mm. That's the dragon mm. part, which is really major uh, culture of the Orient. Yes. And they are heavily woven to their culture. But also, also yeah, if you look so at... Mm-hmm. If you look at other things China has brought us, like Chinese medicine, oriental medicine, yes. acupuncture, feng shui, the art of Chinese placement. Right. And then the, 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 the dragon mythology came from Stone Age, same as, like, uh, uh, same as the Chinese language. The, the, the interesting, I think the interesting part about this book is that I think the adult would enjoy reading it because it wrapped in the history of uh, the origin of Chinese language. After you read this children's book, which is 
it's supposed to for children, but the adult would enjoy it because after you read this book, you say, oh, my God, that's why the Chinese language is curves and lines. Mm-hmm. It's like unsolved that mystery of why the language is like that. Interesting. All right, we're going to take a break, Grace. We're going to take a break. Tell us okay. where people can get this book, Ginger and the Dragon. Uh, Barnes Noble Bookstore, and I believe they're nationwide, and or barnesnoblebookstore.com. Uh, uh, okay. Or Amazon.com, or check in your local bookstores everywhere, okay. and ask for Ginger and the Dragon by Grace All right. Chang. My guest today is Grace Chang, and she is the author of this lovely children's book, Ginger and the Dragon. It's a metaphor of her own life, and as a little girl, she often sat with her father while he wrote his shows and dreamed of becoming a writer herself one day. And uh, she's been an entertainer, and she's been an illusionist and magician. And her brother, Chong Chang, has been drawing since the age of five, and he's illustrated this beautiful children's book. So, folks, there's a lot more to talk about in terms of the Chinese culture, in terms of the message of Ginger and the Dragon, and, uh, and Grace's life helping children from China come to this country. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin for a specially pre-recorded show for you today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Real Talk with Marcy Mason. A refreshing and charming talk radio show for all of you entertainment enthusiasts. Whether you're stargazing on Hollywood Boulevard or in the stands cheering for your favorite team, Real Talk is here to satisfy the curiosity of the dedicated lifestyle and entertainment enthusiasts by giving everyday people the information they crave about what's going on in their communities and the world around them. Don't miss Real Talk with Marcy Mason, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Want pure inspiration and great ideas for action? Want to become successful beyond your hopes and dreams? Then tune in to Millionaire Mentor with best-selling author, one of the world's leading women entrepreneurs, and host, Luann Mitchell-Halter. Luann and her guests, all masters of global inspiration, share their secrets to manifesting and positive daily mental exercise principles. From how to get affordable health care to billionaire mentality and bankrupt no more imagery, Millionaire Mentor dares you to live the life you love and Love the life you live. Millionaire Mentor with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcasts each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Millionaire Mentor, achieve your greatest heights. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Remember, this show is all about turning your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and making your dreams come true. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today, so you won't be calling in, but my guest really does talk about uh, obstacles into opportunities and making your dreams happen. My guest is Grace Chang. She's the author of this beautiful illustrated children's book by her brother, Chong Chang, called Jin Jin the Dragon. Grace Chang is from a family of famous Chinese entertainers. She learned magic tricks in the courtyards of the Forbidden City, to which she lived next door. She was an illusionist and ringmaster in a nationally acclaimed Chinese circus. And when she came to this country, she became an actress and wrote this wonderful book, which is kind of an analogy of her own life. And uh, this wonderful book with the Chinese dragons is really a pictorial history with Chinese characters and 13 of them that are central to the story. We're going to talk more about that. Also, Grace, in this country, has helped many families adopt babies from China. And she estimates she has placed over 3,000 Chinese infants in the United States. Welcome back, Grace. Okay, you talked about that there are 13 Chinese characters central to the story. Let's talk a little bit about those characters in your book, Jin Jin the Dragon. Okay. Um, you, these are the, uh, the characters are like clues of the uh, little creature Jin Jin. And uh, I guess I, I, because I, all these years I've been living in this country, I wanted to um, introduce why the Chinese language is like that. And because people always ask me that, why the Chinese language curves, lines and curves? And this has been um, um, back on my head for all these years. And I said, someday I'd like to uh, really uh, write about it. So when I write this uh, story, at the beginning, I started uh, just to Jin Jin go around and, and try to learn the Chinese language. And then as I did the rewrite, I did so many rewrites, you know, writing rewrites about this Jin Jin the Dragon story. And at, at one time I just figured out, okay, I said, I'm going to make them into the clues of Jin Jin. And uh, so okay. if, if, if Jin Jin figured out these 13 characters, and the reader will figure it out too. Because right, reader is like characters. Changing. Okay, the character. If you see um, the uh, um, one of the pages that the Jinjin um, kind of lost and couldn't figure out who he is, and the uh, other animals ask him to look around, and he found a rock and has three characters on it. Mm. They said, mm, "Maybe the world will give us clues." He said, what are these lines and curves? And these are, are Chinese char- characters. Or they, you know, or ch- these are words. We call them Chinese, uh, ch- call them characters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Jinji had, had to figure out what does it mean. The one with the curve, I mean, the circular one looks like a, cur- you know, a sun. And the three wavy lines look, you know, it's a, uh, symbol of water. So what you're saying is that the dragon has to figure out what these symbols mean. Right. And then when he under, finally when he has figured out, and the other animals will say, hmm, whatever you are, you are a clever one. So they, you know. And how do you, Grace, how do you, what is the comparison or the analogy to life? in terms of if we are Jinjin the dragon mm-hmm. and we see these animals or these symbols, mm-hmm. 
Is that what you feel life is, that we are figuring things out, that things are symbols for us to figure out for ourselves? Yes, everything's like that. Our life, we have to figure out ourselves. They're, they're outside, which is the world, and something inside of you. You think about it. Every life is like that. So what you're saying is Ginger and the Dragon might have seen, um, let's look at one of these beautiful figures. Mm-hmm. So let's see. We have a lion here. So okay. Ginger and the Dragon might have seen the lion, but the lion may really not be what you think a lion is. Mm-hmm. Right? The lion may be something different. Uh, you, you are saying uh, the, 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 uh, the uh, when I say the character means the word. Okay. Uh, in China, in China, when they see, uh, they don't call words letters; they call word characters. Okay. Which is con- uh, con- kind of confusing. Um, it, it's another way to also let uh, children to understand. Characters could be person or animal or, or a character in the in the story. Character could also a word of Chinese word. They call it a character because the shape. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Understand. Understand. Right. Okay. Because of the letters. But the other thing that I mentioned that uh-huh. seems to happen in this book too is that the animals themselves may not act or behave the way we think they do. Just oh, like, I see. Yes, yes. Just like you said, you know, the dragon in our culture, children think it's scary, whereas in the Chinese way of looking at it, or Oriental way of looking at it, mm-hmm. it isn't. It right. isn't. It's, it's a very special character. The same thing with the lion. I mean, here the lion is smiling and laughing, whereas we don't always think of a lion that way. Right, right. That's true. Right, that's true. Yeah. And so, then it's also a symbol of other, like people, you know, oh, you have a lion tail, you know, but, you, you know, lions don't have scales. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in real life, we are similar in one way, but we're all different. Yes. Now, when you read this to your own children or to your nieces and nephews, what was the reaction to the story? Oh, I... I ha- uh, I tested. Uh, I don't have a n- nephews, nieces. They're all already growing up. But I did test uh, the story at my son's school, and they love this uh, little creature. But when the book published, the book is only published a month and uh, not a month and a half or something like that, and it's, uh, it's already in, uh, in second printing, mm. and it it has been so. Um, you know, well received by the students and by you know even adults would enjoy it. And uh, I w- went to several schools and did, I did events. Well, after the book reading, I usually ask them, "Would you like to see the real drag Jinjin?" And they said, "Real Jinjin?" You know, I brought this huge puppet mm-hmm. and which can talk because I do the ventriloquist. And and Jinjin sneezes, Jinjin, you know, doing different things, and Jinjin makes the magic happen. So people are totally charmed, and and, and children. Right? Yes, and from your background as a uh, magician, that would, yeah. that would be very wonderful to do. <laughs> yes. So I make this story, you know, it's dimension three dimensional. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us about mm. bringing Chinese infants to this country. Okay. And how that works. Um, okay. Do you help 
on both sides, on the Chinese side and the American side? Are you kind of the translator? And do okay. they go for both boys and girls? And how okay. does it work? Okay. Many years ago, you were talking about uh, early 90s and um when the Chinese opened the door to the West and allowing Americans to adopt Chinese children. And I helped the two adoption agencies to set up a China program so we can adopt Chinese. So I was one of the founders to set up the program. And at that time, I remember no American understood the adoption from China. So I remember I had to do lectures and for the agency to introduce this program to them. And uh, so gradually more and more Americans will bring the, these are uh, children are orphans from the orphanage of China. And uh, so they are all healthy and they just, they just needed a, a, a family. I don't believe, you know, children without a family, and I uh, see them, and in, there's a, a song when I was young that I we always sung, sing, which was uh, like a, a child with a mother, it's a treasure, you know, and then if you're without mother, then they say something else. But then by doing that, and I found so many homes for so many orphans, Mm-hmm. And now I see them, some of them already grow up and become, you know, really tall, and, and I see them have such a happy life. Yes. It just makes me feel very good. Do you think, Grace, that um, these infants who, you know, have the genes, of course, the genetic pool of their mm-hmm. race and their culture, mm-hmm. do you think it's... Um, do you think it, there's any effect of that when they come to this country? Do you think they totally assimilate, or do you think there are some things that are in their genes yeah. and their heritage that they bring even as an infant? You mean the... The babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, I'm talking about what they bring from their culture, even though they're infants. Oh, that's a, the, oh, my the, God, the that's very interesting. You're talking what they bring as an infant when they grow oh, up, in, right? in, other words, in other words, you know, we talk about the nature-nurture theory. Yes, you know, yes. is it in your genes or is it the environment? And so I guess that's what I'm asking because you've, oh. seen, these little, you've seen these children and you've seen them grow up in this country, but they're from your country. Okay. So what, okay, let, I, I can answer that question. Good. Before I had the child, I couldn't. Now, actually, I had a baby. I actually can answer that question. Okay. Partially is genetic. Like uh, I remember when I was pregnant with my son Chad, and uh, uh, I uh, um, I drank miso soup, mm. and that's the only type of soup my son likes. My 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 son likes to drink. When I talk to the families, the the uh, they told me some of the kids love dumplings, love noodles or rice. And others just change to to eat Americans, or they can eat both. So that's obviously is from yes. And I think the question is, you know, as you talk about the dragon from the Western philosophy, 
as opposed to the Eastern philosophy, how we might be scared of it, or as in Chinese culture, it's a wonderful symbol and it's not fearful. I guess the question is that for a baby who's adopted by an American family from mm-hmm. China, mm-hmm. you know, they are walking into um, the American culture. Mm-hmm. Now, when you had your child, that child was still part of the Chinese culture because that was how you, that was your culture. Uh, right, right. So right. I guess the question is, is, is there, are there some things lost or do you think that these children bring something from their country even though they're little when they're infants? Okay, that's, that part is, uh, you're talking about the, the culture thing. Not the, the culture right. from the Chinese to the American culture. Okay, I think just being Chinese uh, baby and uh, whoever adopted the, the child, uh, they, they are forever linked to that country. And then that's why the families are very interested in Chinese culture, and mm-hmm. uh, they always uh, have celebrations and Chinese New Year. They 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 were buying my books and you know changing the dragon, you know because especially the family I helped, you know they they spread are very respectful of the Chinese culture is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, they are very very much so, and that's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. They, the, the children from adopted from China, they all know there is a different dragon, like Jinjin the dragon, you know, the, the book from from there. Jinjin is a good dragon, and and they they because they already heard about it, they knew there is a good drag type of dragon from China. This is not what I made up. It's based on the you know the his mythology right. of dragon. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Grace Chang. She's the author of this beautiful Enchanted Lions book book called Jinjin the Dragon, and it's actually illustrated by her brother, Chong Chang. And Grace Chang is a former professional illusionist, magician, ventriloquist, actor, stage and screen, both in China and this country. And this book is really a symbol in terms of Jinjin the Dragon of life and of making your life happen and being fluid and helping others. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about the book and more about her work bringing uh, Chinese babies into this country. You're listening to Positive Living on a specially pre-recorded program. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. We all know that somebody. They are always in a great mood, always smiling, always getting exactly what they want. What if that somebody could be you? Let Andrea with an I help you find your personal bliss every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. Explore the endless possibilities of using the law of attraction through faith, trust, and support. Tune in Wednesdays to Ask Andrea, the law of attraction in action on the Voice America channel. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. 
grunt? Yeah, be like, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to a specially pre-recorded program of Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. have a really interesting guest on for you today. Her name is Grace Chang. She's the author of this beautiful children's illustrated book called Jin Jin the Dragon. And Grace is a former professional illusionist, magician, ventriloquist, actor of stage and screen in both China and the United States. She was in the Joy Luck Club which in the film, and she also is the author of this beautiful children's book. And she came from a family of famous Chinese entertainers and then came to this country and had to really start over. And so we're talking about that today in the symbol of the dragon. Welcome back, Grace. Thank you for so, Grace, when you talk about how you came to this country and you had to start all, all over, um, talk more about the symbol of the dragon, Jinjin the dragon, and how you saw that as yourself and how that helped you. You mean the character or the character? The Jinjin the character. When you say um, how how Jinjin helped me, or yes, how, oh, by writing this book. Yes, and and why you chose that character and how that became a symbol for what you were doing in your life. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, Jinjin, uh, it it's like just it's like a mirror of my life, and uh, I uh, I guess it's like everyone. When you were young and you were like fresh to a new culture or to to this world, you try to swim in, in this new world and trying to find out what you can do. And uh, it's a lot of time people, adult or children, are afraid because people are afraid of rejections. They don't like to go, a lot of time they don't like to go forward because rejection hurts, right? Failure hurts. But um, if you are brave and uh, you can, you know, only by go ahead and doing it, you can find out if you can do it or not, which happened to my life. When I was in the circus, I uh, was a star illusionist and ringmaster, but I wanted to do something else. I, I studied English at my spare time. I, I was self-taught English, you know, language. I never really uh, gone to school to learn English. And I wanted to come to America. When I get a chance to, I, when I receive a scholarship, I wanted to come, and my director said, you're going to fail. 
I said, why would I have to fail? Because you're going to college in another language, another culture, the other side of the world, you're not going to make it. So we're going to put your magic illusion, you know, props and costumes. So what, what made you not listen to that? Because I, you could have listened to that and not succeeded, but you didn't listen. No. How come? Uh, I don't know. I just have to drive. I, I see, uh, in America, I see opportunities. I see I could do what I want to do. And I have this strong drive. Maybe it was I got from my father. My father has very strong drive, you know, ambition and drive mm-hmm. to do well because he was, he started at age nine. He, you know, like he was considered like Jack Benny of China, you know, like Bob Hope. They started, you know, at radio and then vaudeville, the TV, television, film. So all his life, he's always like, you know, in this kind of culture. Gung-ho. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like gung ho. I wanted to do different things, and uh, my my family I have seven children. I guess I was one of them. Just mm-hmm. really want to do something, and uh, I said if I fail, at least I know I tried. I can yes. always come back, but I I don't go back. <laughs> I want to read something that you wrote in this yes. book, in Ginger and the Dragon. Okay. This is your author's note. You wrote when I was a little girl in Beijing. I live near to the Forbidden City, now a museum, where the emperor had reigned. I played there with my friends every day. As we ran around, we saw dragons everywhere, on the curved roofs, on the ceilings, in the courtyards, on the emperor's robes, and even on rice bowls. There are so many dragons there, over 3,000, that I always thought of it as Dragon City. Dragons have been with me for all of my life. So when my son Chad was little, I started to tell him dragon stories at bedtime to entertain him. And that is how Jin Jin was born. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? I think that's really lovely and well done. And on the cover of Jin Jin the Dragon, you have the egg with, yes. the, with the dragon starting to pop out. Yes. And then in the first page where your brother has illustrated, you see the dragon coming out of the egg. Yes. <laughs> And after a thousand years, it's a thousand-year-old egg. Interesting. And then yeah. he sees his reflection for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he began to wonder what kind of creature he is. Mm-hmm. Because, and then nobody else, because then the second page, a fish poked her head off. Did you see? And the fish called Jinjin a big fish mm-hmm. because Jinjin has a fish scales. Yes. And the next page you see um, eagle. Calls Jinjin a eagle because Jinjin has an eagle claw. Mm-hmm. So this is this story is based on the mythology of, of a Chinese dragon, which is a combination of nine animals. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, Grace, that this is a symbol for staying with your dream? And just looking at the world with wonder mm-hmm. and knowing that things will be okay, because that's what I get out of this. Yes. And, and then always um, look at things as like a glass, half full rather than half empty. Even during his journey, he found out he could flow in the air, and then he was still struggling. He fell into the water, and then he was just pretending he's scrubbing his scales and happy. 
you know, it's like, okay, I'm just one cell in the water. I'm going to, you know, wrap my scales, take a bath. So mm. life is like that, too. You mm. can look at, it's, oh, my God, I fell into the water. I'm not going to go ahead. It's too scary. And then you won't get, you know, anywhere. The right. same as anyone, right? So you get up, and then you do something different oh. next time. Yeah. So you okay. get stronger and stronger. So at the end, he found out, you know, he could have a special ability. Because if he didn't go further and keep growing, he'll never find out. He may be to become a fish for his rest of life, but he's not a fish. He's, he's, he's a dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what else is interesting in the book is how, mm-hmm. like, he's walking into the river, and the sun has melted away and the river's gone. So now he doesn't have the river anymore, and he's in the forest. But he doesn't get scared that the river's gone. He just says, well, the turtle and the crane must be nearby. Right. And then he starts to find them. So he always has hope. The dragon always has hope. Always have hope. He's trying to. Yeah. He yeah. won't rest until he finds what kind of. How did you work with your brother on this? Did, you just, did he just look at the story and then draw the pictures? Okay. Um, it, by working together... We really became very close to each other because he lives mm-hmm. in China, and I, life is very busy in America. We seldom talk to each other in the past. But once we, I, you know, had this, uh, it's, it's really interesting when you ask me that question because when I wrote this book, I didn't even think about he, him because if he lives in China, I assume he couldn't do it because he, actually, actually he started to draw when he was five years old. Mm-hmm. But I... Again, self-confident. You see, a lot of time you don't see yourself. A lot of time you're looking for this person for help, you're looking for that person for help. All you have to do is look into the mirror. Mm-hmm. And same as me, I, uh, look for, I look for this person to, to do the illustration, that one, and each time I, they did, did something because it's Chinese, I call my brother and try to correct it. So well, how, to do, how to do this, how to do that. At the end... I realized, gee, he should be doing it. Why don't you do it? I'm running around. I have a brother can do it. Isn't that interesting? Same as when I do the rewrite of the story. Like you said, sometimes it's under your nose. And, of course, he understands it so well because he's from the same culture, but the pictures are just beautiful. We're going to take a break, Grace, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this Ginger and the Dragon book and about your life as a Chinese woman in America. My guest is Grace Chang, the author of Ginger and the Dragon. She's a former professional illusionist, magician, ventriloquist, actress, stage and screen, both in China and the United States. She was in the Joy Luck Club, and she's the author of this beautiful illustrated book, Jinjin the Dragon, illustrated by her brother, Chong Chang. You're listening to a specially pre-recorded program of Positive Living, which is all about hope, and that's what this book is about. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote. And then I stopped volunteering and 
before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. All Things Music with composer and songwriter Tara Tucker brings to the Voice America channel music genres not typically heard on your FM radio dial. World music, folk, indie, classical, religious, early medieval. What you won't hear is top 40, rap or rock, or celebrity news from the streets or the tabloids of Hollywood. Each week, Tara will showcase a different musical style, the musicians who perform it, the history behind it, and she promises to broaden your musical horizons. Tune in Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific to All Things Music with Tara Tucker on the Voice America channel. Attention swimmers, get out of the water. Everybody, out of the water immediately. Dude, is that? It's a pair of thunder thighs. Big ones, too. That mom who's been swimming a lot with her kids must have lost them. Whoa. I heard about this happening once up at Laguna. Small step number 54. Play with your kids. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Think to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today. We're talking to Grace Chang, the author of Ginger and the Dragon, and this is a very inspirational book. It's written about a Chinese dragon, and Grace Chang is a former professional illusionist, magician, ventriloquist, actor, stage and screen both in China and the United States. She was in the Joy Luck Club, and she has written this beautiful book that is illustrated by her brother, Chong Chang. And she comes from a family of famous Chinese entertainers and has come to this country. And one of the things that she has done uh, is for many years she's helped families adopt babies from China. And she's placed over 3,000 Chinese infants in the United States. Welcome back, Grace. Um, let's talk about the children, the babies that you bring over. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, how you feel about that, how important you feel that is, what do you think that's doing? What's your message in helping to bring the Chinese babies here? My message? Um, Why do you do this work? Everyone deserves to have a, a, a wonderful home and be loved. And uh, this, uh, including the orphans from the orphanage in China. And uh, so... By helping so many children and at at the beginning of the when China just opened and and no one knew about this uh available children in China and I did a lot of uh, uh lectures for the off, for the agencies and 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 introduced this we uh, we have a children children orphans from China and they want they need loving homes. So all these years later, from other agencies, our agencies, now you see Chinese children everywhere. And uh, and then they have wonderful, um, loving families, and they have this wonderful life in America. And you see them even in Europe. 
Mm. So that's uh, just so re- rewarding when you see them, and it makes me feel yeah, really I, satisfied. Um, I knew right? a couple, uh-huh. uh, a physician and his wife, uh-huh. who couldn't have children, mm-hmm. and they'd been married a long time, mm-hmm. and they adopted, they went to China, mm-hmm. and they brought over uh, one Chinese little girl, and then went back again and brought over another Chinese little girl. And they're just beautiful children. And they, the mother is so happy. Uh-huh. I, it's amazing how much joy has come into her life from these two adorable Chinese girls. Uh-huh. And someone, again, that's why I wrote this book, Ginger and Dragon. They always ask me, Grace Chang, why are you writing this book? I said that we have helped so many children from China and... Uh, I would like to continue to introduce the culture to them. And the meanwhile, the uh, the American children, and I would like them to know the culture too. So this way, when they grow up, they ha- their mind already, you know, opened, and they don't just see their own little area, mm-hmm. which is, you know, wh- when they try to, children, if they know more than one culture, they know they live more than one world. Mm-hmm. So the more they know, the more world, the wider the mind they will be. Grace, what have you, I mean, I asked you before Mm -hmm. what you think you brought with you from China to this country. What has this country given to you in terms of its customs and the way we do things? What have you gained? Oh, I feel like uh, that's really, um, you know, complex uh, question. I feel like uh, I... I was reborn in this country, and uh, of course, when I came, was just a you know Chinese girl and really trying to understand this culture. After living here so so many years, I how became, old were you when you came over? What? How old were you when you came? I here? was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after you lived here for so long, I married an American uh, man and living in America, and. I be, I become American, mm-hmm. so these type of people like me, you began to really want to do something for both cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I'm trying to help orphans in China, and then I help Americans here, and now I'm bringing the Chinese culture to America, mm-hmm. and uh, so same as me. When you go to China, like, I will miss America because America become my home. Yes. When I leave America, I will always think about China because that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. I will always think about going back to visit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's very complicated feelings. Yes. You are there, you miss here. You're here, you kind of miss there. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a couple minutes we have left. Okay. Tell us again the message of your beautiful children's illustrated book, Jinjin the Dragon. Jinjin the Dragon tells youngsters as well as adults, if you would like to see it in a children's way, means everyone is special and trust yourself and um, looking at your life journey and be brave and go ahead. If you want to do something, go ahead and do it. And that only by doing it, you'll be surprised how much you can do, just like Jinjin, the little dragon. And mm-hmm. after you read the book, and you will ne- also you will never look at the dra- dragon the same way. Ever yes. Yeah. That's so because, true, because yeah. we do, I mean, our culture does look at dragons so differently. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and you say that you got very close to your brother through this project because he illustrated the book. Yes. And uh, because the interesting part about the illustration, because he's my brother, I'm the writer, he, he really allows me to fully explore what I want together. So I actually would discuss everything of every page and, uh, you know, uh, where to put pagoda, how can we create this ancient forest, and how how old the tree will be, you know, what kind of tree, mm-hmm. how many, uh, you know... Uh, very locusts. detailed. Oh, very detailed. We even add a secret character, which you never mentioned one word in the text. You have to read the book to find out. Mm-hmm. There's one character from beginning to end, and it was not mentioned in the in the text. So you're not going to tell us. We have to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you have to see it yourself. Okay. That that's show another type of people in this. Well, world. and when you talk about character, you're talking about also the Chinese characters. No, the Chinese character. I'm talking about the animal. One, the animals. The okay. animal character is in right. the story through the the entire book, but mm-hmm. you don't see it in the text. Mm-hmm. So that kind of detail we, we even put in. Mm-hmm. In every page is carefully laid laid out and discussed. So and what's your message to about making your dreams happen, Grace? Making your dream happen? Just go ahead like like being a ginger. That's why I want mm-hmm. almost like make a little kind of entertainment type of a, mm-hmm. in revolution to this country. Yes. Uh, maybe not revolution is not the right word. It means I want to reach the readers. Let them know there is a good luck dragon there, yes. and you want to be that type, just like Jinjin the dragon. Thank you, really, for coming yes. on the program. We have to close, but that, okay. that's wonderful. Grace <laughs> Chang, the author of Jinjin the Dragon. And uh, do you have a website, Grace? Yes, I have uh, my website, www.changimagination.com. Okay, Chang, C-H-A-N-G, imagination.com. My guest has been Grace Chang, the author of this beautiful illustrated book, Jinjin the Dragon. And uh, this will be archived on Voice America as well as on raskinresources.com. This is a specially pre-recorded program for you. Remember, folks, as I always say, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, for Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.